Blog Talk Radio. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> That could only mean one thing. It is time for the best sports talk show right here on Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to Dead End Sports. I am your host, 12 Kyle, and we want to thank you for tuning in as you do each and every Wednesday night. We talk sports. We know sports. Rarely do we agree, uh, but (laughs) we will always try to find common ground. This is fourth and goal. Once again, I am your host, 12 Kyle, and this is Dead End Sports. Without further ado, uh, let me bring on tonight's co-host. You guys have heard him on here before. My boys uh, from Dead End Hip Hop, my man BZ, my man FIFO, my man Ken. Fellas, what's going on? What's, what's going happening? on? What's good, what's fam? Y'all ready to talk some football, man? Yeah. As always. Good, good, here? good. Same here, same here. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad uh, B made it. I was w- w- wondering <laughs> when you <laughs> I'm, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Yeah, he he came on as soon as the music came on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, tonight we're talking football, football, football. Make sure that you tell a friend to tell a friend. Check us out. Uh, you can check out the website, deadendsports.com. Uh, you can also check us out on blogtalkradio.com backslash deadendsports. Uh, if you're on Twitter, make sure that you follow the show at deadendsports. Uh, so without further ado, man, let's get started, man. Um, tonight, uh, unlike the previous two weeks, tonight we're actually going 90 minutes. Uh, so gives you a chance to listen to us and, and let us uh, just kind of fill your head up with more and more football talk. And we want to thank you all for tuning in as you do each and every Tuesday night, uh, 9.30. Tonight we're going until 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So without further ado, let's get started. Um uh, a pretty big weekend, as as we all know, this past weekend happened in college football. Uh, not a lot of uh, major, uh, you know, as far as head-to-head matchups, but a uh, very exciting weekend of football, and not just college football, but pro as, as well. And we'll touch on pro in just a second. But I want to start first with college. Um, I'll start with you first, Kim. What was, uh, you know, some of the things that kind of stood out to you, any headlines or just things that kind of stood out to you over this past weekend? I think um, college-wise, it was pretty much – it went as, as expected. Uh, most of the teams that were supposed to win in, ended up winning. So I didn't see much that really stood out uh, to me at all. I think um, Clemson kind of struggled early a little bit, but I think they finally got got the, got it together. Um, and I think that may have had something to do with what, – what, I think they played, what, Thursday? Was it Thursday mm-hmm. or yeah. Friday? Yeah. but. Yeah, yeah so against NC State, against NC State, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they they kind of struggled a little bit, but you know, I mean, you know, as, as good teams typically do, they uh they worked it out. So, but um, I, I think the biggest thing that I noticed over the weekend was just a lot of ass kickings. Um, <laughs> a lot of teams were putting up seventy points, man, and it just it it was amazing to see 
Well, we have four or five teams put up 70 points or more. And on top of that, you had um, wh- who played? You had Florida A&M. Now, Florida against Ohio State. Florida against Ohio State. Who in the hell decided that this was a good idea? So, but, 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 but wait, Ken, you said that nothing stood out. You know what stood out to me? What stood out to me was that these programs just got paid for practice. Yeah. yeah. See, because You're talking Penn, about Ohio and State these, and Savannah State, yes, all of these teams, they get paid by these big colleges. You know what I'm saying? That's a payday for them. So well, Florida A&M pulled in there, with a mill to play that game. Yeah, 900,000. Exactly. So, 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 exactly, they're just pulling money for the university. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's all it is. They they got paid for practice. That stood out. Mm, and, and, and okay, okay. The, so the, the difference in, in, in talent level. Because at the end of the day, you're not out there not trying to compete. You may be overmatched, but that just shows the level of the difference. You know what, people, I get all that's that, that and that's fine. If you want to go in for a payday. But there's something a little bit more that should be worth a little bit more than money. And I understand that these smaller colleges are struggling. They need to get money in here. I get all that. But what about the pride of the people that go to that university, that the alumni, that have to get up and look at that score and see they got mopped up 76 to zero. That's an embarrassment to that organization and to that school. And I think, to me, that's worth a little bit more than a million dollars. And if I am an alumni and if I'm giving money, I'm on the phone with somebody. And, and you know what, Ken? And that's the problem with you because you're, you can't separate <laughs> your pride from your business. This is business. This school needs money to operate. And we are a small black college that we need though. How many black colleges keep getting shut down? That's because of mismanagement of funds. That has to do more with the personnel. But, but here's the thing. We go over here and get our ass kicked for about a million, million and a half, whatever it is, which is probably double, triple our, our athletic budget anyway. Hey, you know what, man? If this gives us five more years to pay bills, it is what it is, man. It is See, and that's the problem is. with that CEC is that type of attitude right there. That's the type of attitude right there that's affecting hip-hop, and that's why hip-hop is in the state of that, that it is <laughs> oh right now. Oh, my God. Blame it on hip-hop. <laughs> this is called dead-end sports, bro. Why are you bringing that music? No, man. We're not going there tonight. I'm just saying. I, I I think that, and there was a lot of outrage because a lot of these people that went to these schools are seeing this, and right. and they are embarrassed that they, a lot of people probably took their sticker off their car after seeing something like Man, that or no, covered no, 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 it up. No, no, no. Ken, 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 you don't go to FAMU for the football program, do you? Right. Right? Oh, no, that, no, that, that's no, not no. why you go to FAM. But when you go to a football school like Alabama, like Florida, like the U, that's what you go for. But you don't go to FAM for that. So you know, you know you're going to get your ass whooped. It is what it is. But you're doing something for the school. You're going to come next week and play your competition. And that's it. It was one week that you made millions of dollars for the school, man. You got to look at the greater good. The greater, the greater good, Ralph? Away. 76 to nothing? That's a basketball score at all. Like, come on, man. I feel you. I feel you. Nah. I feel you. But it is what it is, man. One time, and I'll take a dive one one time. Because I know I can't win anyway. And you know what? What happens if we do? 
What if we shock the fucking world? Just what if? There's always that what if factor. But you come out there and them boys were 30 in the, you know, you got the backup quarterback scoring six touchdowns in the first half? Oh, you know, oh, okay. Well, shit, it's not our motherfucking day. But you never know. When that score was 0-0, it could have been your day. Yeah, when the when that kickoff. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, you had a chance. So, so let, let me ask you, B. I, I want to get your opinion on it. Uh, you know, what, what's your what's your take on that? On the on the schools getting blown out by seven yeah, some points. Yeah, because there, there was some. I mean, like you said, there there weren't any. You know, there wasn't the the, the classic matchup or conference matchup. It was a lot of out of conference uh, football play this past weekend. Um, I got a chance to see uh, Michigan and and UConn, and I'll touch on that in a second. That game stood out to me like a st- sore yeah, thumb. Was, yeah, um, that was that was that game. And I'm sorry, I mean, cause y'all, but that game no, stood no, no, out no, no. for me this weekend. And the Georgia North Texas. Don't let that score fool you. That 45-21 was a lot closer and a lot greedier and grimier than what than what you expected. Cause North Texas mm-hmm. was was getting in Georgia's ass at the beginning of that game. I was like, okay, we about to have mm-hmm. probably like a major upset for a second. Cause right. Them boys, them North Texas boys was playing. And then, you know, also, like you said, that Michigan and UConn game, I watched that game, too, and I'm like, dude, Michigan is looking like crap. Like, Gardner was playing like crap. I'm surprised they snuck out with that game because the way the momentum was in UConn's favor for a second, I'm like, they're about to win this game. Like, Michigan didn't have no type of attitude. They didn't even have to. They ain't like they had the will to win that game. And then for them right. to sneak out and, and pull that out, you know, and it was, that was about to be another upset against a non-ranked, you know, a non-football school. You know, you think of UConn, you think of straight basketball. So, right, that exactly. game, that Michigan-UConn game and that Georgia-North Texas game, those games stood out. But that 70-point blowout, that's kind of expected because if you look at college seasons for the past, you know, 20-some years, there's going to be some cupcake schedule games. I mean, that, that these high-ranked SEC schools are going to play these Florida A&Ms and these Florida Internationals and these Savannah States. You know, they're going to play these schools, and it's going to be – 45 to zip, 70-something to nine. It was crazy that four teams, which was what, Baylor, Miami, um, right. um, Ohio State, and Louisville all scored 70 points, but that's kind of crazy. But to me, I think, I mean, seeing that wasn't really like, oh, wow. Like, it's, it's natural in college how they schedule these games. So I expected to see that. You know, I, I, I much like you, I watched that UConn and, and, and Michigan game. That was, I think, Saturday night, the only thing that kind of held my attention. And I sent out a tweet. I said, uh, as bad, because at one point in time, UConn was winning. I said, as bad as uh, Michigan was playing, you know, I still thought they were going to come back and win the game. But, you know, it was my first time seeing Michigan all year. And uh, and I was very – I don't know if that if they were playing – because, you know, a lot of times you'll play – teams will play down to the level, their level of competition. I don't know if Michigan was necessarily playing to the level of their competition or if UConn had just – you know, was playing up and they were playing high or what. But it just, you know, it was for probably about three and a half quarters, it was just some bad football. And, I mean, yeah. mental mistakes and not really something that you would see uh, from a Michigan uh, Michigan team. But um, that stood out to me. Um, also, obviously, like we talked about the blowouts. Um, so <laughs> I, I was really, I guess I don't want to use the word surprise because I, I I think we've come to all we've all come to expect, you know, you're not expecting the Savannah State to beat a Florida A&M. I mean, excuse me, to beat a, a Florida or a Miami or somebody like that. Um, that being said, I mean, I, I, I'm 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 kind of in the middle, but I, I definitely see where Ken is coming from. I mean, 
76, I mean, at what point in time does the competitor in you kick in and you say, well, you know what, we're not going to let them score. We, you know, we're going to fight or do something. You know what I mean? It was just, uh, I, I don't really know how you really get to that point where you allow that many points and it's okay. I mean, yeah, you got the $900,000 payout. Um, you know, I, I, you, you can't sneeze at $900,000. As, as many of you know, Florida and m just two or three years ago, they had like a $5 million deficit. So, you know, as far as helping the school, that definitely helps. But, you know, if you're in a situation where the school is going to mismanage funds or someone mismanages the funds, you know, you could be um, putting yourself back into that same situ- same scenario again. Uh, so which which actually leads me to my next question. And I'll start with you, Ken, since you, <laughs> you jumped on it. Should right. HBCUs play these money games against FBS schools? And, and, and for those of you that missed it, uh, Ohio State blew out Florida A&M uh, 76 to nothing. Uh, Miami beat Savannah State 77 to seven, and uh, Florida State beat Bethune Cookman 54 to six. Uh, so I'll start with you, Ken. Should that, because obviously these schools make money. I think Savannah State made three hundred seventy-five thousand, and Bethune Cookman made four hundred seventy-five thousand. So you got between those three schools, they made almost two million dollars. So the question is, should these HBCUs play in these money games against FBS schools? Oh man, you know what? I completely understand the crisis that's affecting our HBCUs. I completely get it. I just don't think you have to go for the quick fixes. You know what I'm saying? Like that that payday, that immediate that immediate payday that you need. That uh it, it's almost like you're going to um one of these check for cashes place. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to get a quick quick surge of money, you know what I'm saying, to get you over right. over the next week or so. But the problem is Whatever you did to get in that situation, you're not you're not solving. So I think the long terms I think they need to go after a long term solution instead of trying to get these quick fixes. So I don't necessarily while I understand the reason behind them doing it, if they were using the money in an appropriate fashion to help help that school long term, it would be okay. But when 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 you're only putting up 30 yards of passing offense for a whole game, right. and you look you look up at the scoreboard and and you don't know if if you just watched a football game or if this was this was college basketball, and then you have to get up and and go actually face your peers and go to work on Monday. And this we're not talking about just one or two people. We're talking about a lot of people that go to these schools, I think that for the sake of the school that's already struggling, you already have enough issues as it is, I think you need something to hang, you know, your hat on at the end of the day. So I don't I don't think it's worth the embarrassment that these schools endured over the last weekend. I just I just don't think it's worth it. Okay, okay. What about you, FIFA? You know, um unless we have one of the players on here you know, um, I, I don't know how they feel. I know me as a competitor. If I was out on that field and I gave it my all, and you're that much better than me, then it is what it is. That that, that that's the competitor in me. And if you're that damn good, 
you deserve to score 70. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because when, when this is college football, you are a Division One college. It's not like you're Division Three, AA, something. Right. You're Division One college football. If you are that much better than me, then you beat me, and that's it. It's not like you were trying to. We're running our offense, and if your if your starters can't beat our backups, that's not my problem. But at the same time, I agree with you, Ken. Where the school itself needs to find a way to sustain themselves without doing this as a boost. But at the same time, even when you sustain yourself, why not do this? Because an influx of money is never a bad thing. Income is never a bad thing. You know, and now now if the coaching staff and the players, if you if you could get yourself financially to a point where you don't have to do it and the players are fine with it one way or the other, then you know, don't do it. But if they feel some type of way and you don't need to do that anymore, then don't do it. But Obviously, they're but, not at that point. But they still, they still gonna do it because at the end of the day, you know, NCA is all about that money. So it's, right. it's gonna be, it's gonna get, it's gonna keep, it's gonna keep, they're gonna keep doing it. I mean, rather people like it or not. I mean, like I guess I agree on some points with Ken, but I think, I mean, money solves, all, money solves everything. So if, if it's exactly. if it's bread to be made, it's it's gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, I, I, like, look at bigger schools like Texas A&M charging $20,000 a seat to sit next to the high school right. trophy winner. Right. Mm-hmm. You, that's just a seat, my nigga. Exactly. Well, I can't take this L for for four minutes. <laughs> get out of here. Exactly. Exactly. I completely yeah, agree. Yeah, man, I'm, I, I gave it a lot of thought, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm more on the side of, of uh, you know, schools trying to find alternative ways to to, to, to make that kind of money um, As many of you know I am a product of HBCU I played college football At South Carolina State University uh, Shout out to my Bulldogs uh, We actually had a money game <laughs> We actually had our money game A couple weeks ago We played one of our In-state rivals uh, Clemson uh, And Clemson put up I think I can't even remember the score I think they put up 50 on us We scored a couple of touchdowns We made it a little We made it halfway competitive um, But um, I just and growing up in South Carolina, I just remember, um, you know, having family members go to South Carolina State, and you know, there's a there's a level of pride and tradition as with any other HBCU. But at that particular time, coming up in the 70s and 80s, when South Carolina State had teams that probably could have beaten Clemson or South Carolina, uh, they didn't want to play them. So there were no such things as money games like this. Uh, so now you look at a situation where. HBCUs probably don't have the athletes that they once had. Uh, HBCUs in the 70s and 80s had those caliber athletes uh, because, you know, for lack of a better term, the predominantly white institutions, you couldn't go to those schools. So black kids didn't have any other choice but to go to HBCUs, and that's where they excelled. That's where you found the, the, the Harry Carsons, the Walter Paytons, those guys, you know, the Michael Strahans, those guys that went on to the NFL and dominated and became Hall of Famers. Um, that being said, I'm, I'm with FIFO. The competitor in me, I don't care how much money we're making. The competitor in me don't. I don't want to get beat by 76 points. I mean, like, and we, and you guys are huge. We all are huge basketball fans. We've seen the mid majors upset, you know, these big time schools. 
that can happen in basketball. Football is a little bit different. You know, it's the type of kids that you're recruiting, you know, whether or not you have the same type of facilities. It's, it's a, it runs the gamut as far as, like, whether or not it could happen or not. Could, it, could you have an Appalachian State beating a Michigan? Of course you could. Could you have a South Carolina State beating a Clemson? Possibly. But one thing you have to do is you have to go into the game with the mindset of, hey, we're coming to beat Clemson. We're not coming just to pick up a check. And I think right. Florida A&M just showed up just coming to pick up a check. And if I'm an alum of Florida A&M, more, more particularly, if I'm an alum and some, someone who's played football for that particular school, I'd be pissed. I, I would really be pissed that, I mean, because 76 points, you didn't score anything. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you should be able to get at least one touchdown or a field goal or something. So it mm-hmm. just, it, it, it's not a good look. And I think if you want to increase morale and things of that nature, I think you have to put the school in a, in a position where they can earn money. Um, and, and I think earning money, no, maybe you don't. Maybe you have alumni that, that'll cut a nine hundred thousand dollar check. Maybe you don't. But you have to go about it fundraising, or I don't know if you got to go wash cars or sell donuts or whatever. You got to do a better job of, uh, of of fundraising to to kind of recoup that money because at the end of the day, like FIFO said, you know, you, you just took a ass whooping, and and there's you can't hide from seventy six to nothing. You can hide from you know getting beat, uh, you know. 32 to, you know, to 10 to 10 that's different that's respectable but 76 to nothing nah that's just not gonna happen I, I just <laughs> I don't know any competitor that, that would be okay with that and it's exactly. not like you didn't know it was coming and I think that's where I'm kind of in a slight disagreement yeah you can compete and say yo what I'm gonna go out here and give it my all but as soon as you saw number 4 and you saw the words Ohio State Followed right. by Buckeyes. Why even bother? You put up eighty no, total no, no, yards you know of what? offense. Hey, hey, but, hey, here, but here, here's hey, the big. Hey, hey, you you've been listening to Drake too much. You've been. That is so <laughs> no, 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 It has nothing that to do with Drake. Soft. That is so soft. You know what, man? Look, I always <sighs> relish being the underdog. I always relish being the underdog. You know why? Because I'm not supposed to. I'm not supposed to. I'm coming in over here to Big Bad Ohio State. I'm giving you my all. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make sure you remember who I was. Even if, even if y'all stomped us, I, I, hey, you gonna remember Ferrero. You know, right. Come on, man. Are you you for real? Do they? You Do they? <laughs> and and you know what? They may remember you, but it may not be for good things. What you know what I'm saying? It, it may it may it may be for it may be you played so damn bad they couldn't help but remember Ferrero. Because you are overmatched. Here's the here's the bigger problem with this, and, and I hate to be the old black guy on this show, but I gotta go there. Why in the hell are we selling ourselves for money? That that to me is a problem. You throw a check in front of our face, and we be like, yo, I'm gonna go get this red. I'm gonna go get this red, though. Yeah, come on, man. We can't. We we gotta do better than this. It has to be more than just giving us some some freaking money. We take it. We go get mopped up, embarrassed nationally. We're not talking about in Florida or Ohio State. We're talking about nationally. ESPN is a national show. There is more than just the money. I do not agree with this at all. When the problem can be solved without these means. And that's all I'm saying. I don't think it's worth it. 
You made some great points, and, and I think it, it's, it goes back to the point of, you know, at what cost are we going to do this? You know, are we going to, you know, sing and dance a song, you know, for that check? And and like I said, it, it, as far as in the case of Florida A&M, you know, they got played handsomely. I mean, that that's great for them. I'm, I'm happy that they were able to infuse $900,000. Uh, you know, as you were talking, Ken, I thought about it last year. Last year, we, my school, South Carolina State, we actually played Texas A&M in Texas. And I think we got $500,000 for the game. And if I'm not mistaken, Manziel was out of the game by halftime. I think they beat us like 62 to 7 or something like that. So, you know, we, my school in particular has the same thing, has played in these games. And, yeah, you get the money, and I understand, yeah, it goes to fund all this kind of stuff around campus and probably helps with some of those Title IX sports like women's bowling and softball that don't that aren't revenue generators. But at the end of the day, you know, are, you, are we really gaining something other than, than a check? You know, is it worth it? I guess that's the biggest question. Do, B, do you think it's worth it to, to kind of put your pride and dignity on the line for that? Uh, no, I don't think it's worth it, but people are going to still do it. I mean, it's just like, it's, it's money. It's just money. At the end of the day, they're going to want them dollars. That, that college is going to want that money. But, yeah, I'm with Ken, you know, put your pride aside and, and compete with these schools and, and you know, let it let it ride out. But, yeah, at the end of the day, it, it is going to still be all about money. At the end of the day, they gonna, this has been happening for years, but, like, I don't think it's going to stop, like, overnight. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're listening live to Dead End Sports. Uh, I'm your host, 12 Kyle. We got my man Beezy, my man FIFO, and my man Ken on the line. We, 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 as you can see, we're passionate about sports. We know sports. We know football. This is fourth and goal. We want to thank you all for tuning in. Make sure that you check out our show each and every Tuesday night at 9.30 p.m. More importantly, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend that Dead End Sports is on the air again. Uh, make sure that you follow the show at Dead End Sports on Twitter. Make sure you check out our website at Dead End Sports. Excuse me, www.deadandsports.com. Um, so, next question I have for you guys. Um, let's talk a little Heisman. Um, who are your early favorites as far as uh, the Heisman Trophy is concerned? It, that You know, nobody's really, I guess, kind of separated themselves, and they probably won't until you kind of see conference play. But I'll start with you, FIFO. Anybody stood out to you as far as uh, Heisman candidates just thus far? Man, I think uh, Johnny Football looks like he's on, you know, on pace to for for a second Heisman running. But um, the person that really stands out for me, and I, you know, the level of competition just, you know, I think that's gonna hurt him. But it is it, Bridgewater, man. That that that's that boy is okay. real. That's what I was gonna say. For real. I told y'all. That boy, I told y'all. You know, he's gonna go to the NFL, and he's gonna be the best quarterback out this draft. That wow. that that's the best quarterback right there. I think I think he's ready. I think that boy's ready. Definitely, definitely. What about you, Ken? Anybody, anybody standing out to you as far as a Heisman Trophy candidate? You know what? I, I I think you just have to take it from from Manziel and 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 with I'm I'm with Fifo. I, I do like that Bridgewater kid, but um. Uh, at the moment, I, I, you got to take it from Manziel, man. Manziel is still putting up norm, norm, numbers, and his performance against Alabama right now should have him in the front running because Alabama was the number one team, and, and he had his team in that game until the end. 
What about you, B? Yeah, FIBO pretty much took mine. I've been saying this since week one. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater from Louisville. Um, got the, uh, what, the third highest QB rating right now. Um, wow. Yeah, and I think yeah, he's like, I want to say third or fourth in, in uh, passing percentages. And mm-hmm. Also, don't, don't sleep on uh, Winston from Florida State. He's actually leading college in, in passing percentages. And I mean, oh, wow. He's, he's, he's second in QB rating. So, yeah, then don't don't sleep on them two dudes, but yeah, I'm going with Bridgewater. He's second in he's second in the nation with uh, the most touch, passing touchdowns with 14. You know, only got one NIT, so you know that's 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 why his QB rating is so high. And and he's like what like I think fifth or sixth in in passing yards. So yeah, Bridgewater. I'm going with Bridgewater. I've been saying that since week one. I'm sticking with Bridgewater. Hey, well, I, I definitely agree. Um, I, I think Bridgewater's been, and I, I've gotten a chance to see him these last couple of weeks. Um, he, he he looks like the real deal to me. I mean, you know, sometimes you, you can look at a player and say, okay, well, maybe he's a system player or he doesn't necessarily fit in. This kid is the real deal, and he probably could have come out last year. I think, you know, he had a, a, a couple of great performances, especially uh, in that bowl game. Um, I think another name that you got to look out for, obviously, is Manziel. It's going to be Manziel, like like Ken said, Manziel's performance against uh, Alabama um, definitely solidified him. You know, as far as the the front runner, I think uh, coming back. You know, and there's only been one other player to win it twice, and that's Archie Griffin. Um, I think one player that you got to keep your eye on, particularly if they continue to play well, is uh, Taj Boyd at, at Clemson. Um, the thing that kind of scares me about Boyd is the same thing that kind of scares me about Clemson's team. They get up for the big game. They will get up for the Miamis and the Florida State. But, you know, a game against North Carolina State on a win, on a Thursday night or uh, a game against Wake Forest, and, and, you know, they may be scrapping for their lives. Um, that's the only thing that kind of scares me about his run but um, another guy that's very efficient, he'll have, you know, at the end of the year, he'll he'll have the numbers, much like Bridgewater. Uh, Winston is another kid. He's a true freshman, excuse me, a retro freshman. So it's going to be, I mean, in, pre- in previous years, you probably thought it'd be hard for him to win, but with uh, Manziel winning last year. And then, you know, let's, let's just keep it real. It's, it's going to be some members of the media, maybe some members of uh, you know, the Heisman Patrol uh, voting that will probably not vote for Manziel, not necessarily because he, what he's done on the field, but probably because of his antics off the field. Um, so, you know, there's going to be a little hate going around. <laughs> so I think Manziel has to kind of prepare himself for that. And, you know, there's also a, uh, a definite, or at least they tend to say there's an East Coast bias as well for the Heisman Trophy winner. So uh, a couple of things that you want to keep in mind is, as you tune in each week um, to college football. Um so now let's go to the NFL. Uh, big, big week this past week. Uh, we just completed week three of the NFL season. Um, I'll start with you, B. Uh, what stood out to you uh, over this past weekend? The obvious elephant in the room. Uh, Carolina whooping the New York Giants ass 38 to zip. That's like the elephant in the room right there. That, that stood right. out. So big to me. I'm like, damn, man. And I think, I think you even said. I think we were talking about, you know, elite QBs, and I think you mentioned Eli Manning. I'm thinking like, well, Eli Manning getting blown out 38 to zip. That's that's not elite. I mean, they didn't even <laughs> a field goal or nothing. But you know, right. I can't hold a regular season game against them. The Giants always start off slow, but 
I don't know, man. It ain't looking too good for the Giants this year so far, you know, after week three. But, yeah, they can easily. Carolina, I think Carolina was 0-2, I believe. And they yeah. mm-hmm. got the first W against the Giants in, in, in the huge fashion. So, yeah, Carolina over uh, over the Giants, uh, 38-0, easily. What about you, FIFA? What, what were some of the things that uh, stood out to you this past weekend in the NFL? Oh, man, uh, the Colts are for real. That's why they're so high on my power rankings. Uh, yeah, man, they got a two-headed monster at running back. They have the real deal NFL quarterback, and they're going to be a tough out. Um, so is Miami. Uh, I like how Miami really closed out Atlanta. Uh, they're 3-0. and And, um, yeah, th- th- those are the two things that really stood out to me. Okay. What about you, Kent? Oh man, I have a couple. Um, the the Packers Bengals game, the way the Packers jumped jumped, uh, the way the Packers came back in that game and then blew it. So, uh, shout out to the Bengals for showing the heart to come back and win that right. game because they were down and out, man. So they showed a lot of resolve to win a game in where it seems like Aaron Rodgers was doing what he normally does. Um, so, so that was that was big. The Vikings uh, really stood out. To me, a lot. I mean, I know they ran into an emotionally charged Browns, and that had a lot to do with it. And it you know, it kind of caught the Vikings a little flat-footed. But they have really lost three games, wait, two games that they should have won. So no way they should be zero and three at the moment. Um, let's see who else. Uh, B already touched on the Panthers. I don't want to talk about that anymore. Um, FIFO hit the Colts. That was big. I didn't think I got- the Steelers. Huh? That's what I was going to say, the Steelers. Yeah. The Steelers are bad, man. Are they really that bad, though? I I, think I'm, so. I'm trying I to... Think so. Damn. <laughs> I don't want to believe it. it. I, you I know what? And, it, and it's hard, but you got... But like I said, Ken, you know, you, you, you have to see it for what it is. They don't have an O-line. They don't really have elite weapons. You know, they don't... The, the, the defense is all right. But they're, they're not game. dominating. They're, 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 they're good, but they'd be better if the offense was better. You know what they I mean? They don't have a running game. They, 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 they don't have a running game. They're, they're bad, man. They're bad. It's going to be a really bad season. They're going to have a really high draft pick. One thing I do disagree with you on, FIFO, is, is, is Miami. I I mean, I know they're 3-0, and but I think the Falcons had a lot to do with yeah. With that, then, then the Dolphins winning. That punt, that fumble on that punt changed yeah, the whole so game. Yep. And they just lost hey, momentum. So, 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 so then you're not going to give Ryan Tannehill credit marching down the field and getting the touchdown though? Bingo. Mm, I mean, he, he <laughs> nah, I mean, okay. Right. Uh, let okay. me let me say this. Yes, I will give him the right credit. Here. Because he had to make the plays to win the game. Exactly. I give you that. So he still had to go win it, even though the Falcons gave it to him. So that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that the Falcons ah. really had, I think they had control of the game. They they, they punted the ball. The kid you caught it, saying? and he fumbled, and they were yeah. right there to, 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 to score, to take it back. Pretty much, you saying Dolphins lost it more so than Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta lost it more so than Dolphins winning it. Uh, yes, I, I think they gave the Dolphins momentum. I don't think yeah, the Dolphins. You can't are... say that they gave them the game. You can't say that. Like this is the NFL, man. 
This land is nothing given to you. Nothing is given to you. You may get a, a, a like it's not given to you, man. They earn that because they have the most for. I know nothing is gi- I know nothing is given to you, but momentum plays a part, and that's all I'm saying. At any given moment, the tide can turn. Prime example: uh, the the Giants Carolina game. They tied that game up until it was called back on a penalty. Next thing you know, right. the game was blown wide open. And, and, and can I say this? Hardline can stop dancing. He is not allowed to do any more touchdown dances in the NFL ever. Why and I'm not? Did you, you hear that? Did you see Mike Tober touchdown dance, though? <laughs> no, I missed it. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know, man. That hotline dance. That, that hotline dance. Like, <laughs> man, that Mike Tober's touchdown dance was the highlight of my weekend in football, man. That shit had me cracking up, man. Wait, wait, wait. Is that the one where he was kind of doing a little bank at bounce thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's what, I think that's what you were calling. <laughs> it was hilarious, dude. I was like, I, I even tweeted because I was just like cracking up. I'm like, oh my god, please tell me I saw that Mike Tober's touchdown dance. I was dying laughing. <laughs> oh my god, you silly. I'm sorry. What was but anyway, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. I think um, one of the things that stood out to me, obviously, was as bad as, as the Steelers and the Giants looked. Um, you know, I, I was I'm, I'm surprised that Kansas City is sitting at three and zero. Um, I, I, call me a hater, uh, but I still don't believe them until until they can beat Denver. I, I want to see how, and I think statistically, I think Kansas City was in the top five defensively. So I think that that bodes well for them. Um, but of course, that really don't mean a lot when you're playing against the machine, uh, Peyton Manning. Um, and I call him a machine because I, I, at this point in his career, I mean, he's playing like somebody, you know, German engineered and built him or something. You know, he's just he's playing on another level right now. German um, engineer, we, we 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 can't give no props to the Americans. He was born and bred here in the football. In the, in the football, we play America, bro. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying, we built some um, things here. But I, I think um, I, I think that. Manning's play stood out to me, obviously, over the weekend. Um, like I said, seeing how bad the, the Giants looked, that you know, and I haven't. I've seen Giants team. I've seen bad Giants. I, I it's, I've been a little boy. The last time I saw the Giants play this bad, um, I'm hoping that they can turn it around. Uh, I think, given the fact that Coughlin has, uh, you know, won a couple of Super Bowls, he's not. You know, nobody's trying to run him out of town or anything like that. But you know, it's going to make it tough. Uh, for him, if you know, if he can't right the ship, um, I was actually surprised by the play of uh, Geno Smith. Um, Geno Smith has the Jets at two and one. Um, you know, I'd be lying if I th- if I told you that I thought the Jets would be at two and one at this point, uh, considering how bad they looked uh, initially. But you know, win is a win is a win, and I thought Geno Smith, even though he had a couple, I think he had one interception. You know, he still, I saw him make some throws. He hung in there, took some shots. Um, you know, so I think the Jets are maybe a little bit better. Um, you know, I, I kind of, I'm with Ken on the Miami. I'm, and I'm I'm a little biased because I'm a Falcons fan, but I, I think the Falcons gave that away more. But Miami is, Miami is a very solid team. It, it doesn't appear to me like uh, Miami's, excuse me, New England's going to run away with the AFC East as we once thought that they were. 
Um, also a little surprised at how well uh, the AFC West has been. I mean, that, that, you know, it hadn't been as bad as it normally is. Um, yeah, but I think probably the biggest surprise, I I didn't expect the Colts to go into San Francisco and basically punch them in the mouth. Uh, and they did. They punched them in the mouth, pushed them around. Uh, Kaepernick for two week for the second consecutive week has been the ineffective. Fourth. And um, I don't know. You guys tell me, do you think it's just that he's put together two bad weeks, or do you think teams, now that they have a little film on him, they've studied the pistol, uh, they know that, you know, defensive ends, when he runs that option, that they're, you know, that they can take a shot at him. Do you think it's he's just had two bad weeks and played two good played against two very good defenses? Or do you think, you know, he's starting to slide a little bit? You know what, I Kyle, think, man, I, hold on. I, I need to go first. I need to go first. Cause hey, there's a couple things. That was for anybody. Look, for, 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 first of all, with the Patriots, I think they can run away with the AFC East if okay. the wide receivers come along. Because you have a solid defense. The run game will be all right. You have Tom Brady. The only right. weak link is the wide receivers. Ken Burrell Tompkins has talent. He just has to see what Tom Brady sees. And that will come. That will come. But if he can if he can be come on, Tom Brady's won Super Bowls with who at wide receiver? When he had the best uh, wide Troy receiver Brown. In his career, they didn't win. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So so mm-hmm. so they they just need to see what he sees and he will win the game. So I think he, I think the Patriots can, but it all hinges on them. That's the reason why my power rankings I had them low the week before, even though they won, because your wide receivers can't play like that. You're not gonna win shit, right? You know you're not gonna win anything. You're not gonna win anything when your wide receivers play like that. So I think if if they can focus and get them on the same page, they'll be all right. And I agree with you with the San Fran because that's my pick. And then it was something else. What was the last thing that you went into, Kyle? Uh, just talking about. Um, well, I, I admit I'd also mention, mention the Jets. Do you think uh, you are you surprised at all by the Jets being two and one? You know what? And Daniel Smith playing as well as he's played. Um, I, I think he's a better quarterback than Sanchez. Um, stronger arm, a little bit more mobile. You know, and and. It's a quarterback's league. When you have a guy that can throw the rock, you'll be all right. Because it's it's not like he has that many more weapons or less weapons than Sanchez had in his heyday. It's not right. like Sanchez just had a plethora of, of weapons out there. They had solid defense, which they have again. You know, you don't have the shutdown corner, but that boy Wilkerson, he's a re- he, that, 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 he's, he's a stud. That that boy is for real. You know, and. Um, you have that. You have the Santonio Holmes. You know, you got a little bit of rushing by committee going out, out there. And, right. yeah, you have a solid quarterback. You're going to be definitely, all right. Definitely. You are listening live to Dead End Sports. I am your host, 12 Kyle. Uh, join us each and every uh, Tuesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll take you all the way up until 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I've got my man FIFO, my man Beezy, my man Ken on the line with me. And we ask that you not just listen to us, but make sure that you tell a friend, tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, the Dead End Sports is on the air again. Make sure that you follow the show at Dead End Sports. Make sure you check out the website, deadendsports.com. Um, now, one of my favorite parts of the show, because I'm not participating in fantasy football, we got to talk fantasy football. 
Uh, last week was a lot of trash talking. Uh, Ken beat B by, uh, I think it was three points last week. Uh, B made a few excuses, but <laughs> he was a gracious loser. So, B, I'm going to start with you, man. I, how, how did the fantasy week turn out this week for you? Fantasy did. It did, it did pretty good for me this week. Out of, out of my okay. five leagues, I, I won in three of them and only lost in two. Um, lost in uh, freaking... No Sean Marino didn't even give me seven points last night. All I needed was seven points in No Sean Marino, and I would have won. Don't you just hate that? One of them. Huh? I said, don't you just hate that? I hate it, man. I just so I sure hate it. And that's that's and that, and that particular team that he's on, I end up going. I'm I'm starting zero and three in that league, so I'm like, oh my god, I need I wanted to get that first win, but No Sean didn't step up for me, but. Antonio Brown in another league of mine, he stepped up for me big for me because the week before when I played Ken, he didn't step up. But then this week he stepped up real huge for me and he got me my got me my uh, my first win in this league. So I'm, I'm happy I got that win. And then my main league, my main money league, I, I got I got a good win on. So I'm, I'm two and one in that league. So I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really good in that league. And then I lost to um I lost to people in one of our in our real NFL league that we played in. <laughs> after after people coming off of a uh, off of a um he had like one of his low scoring performances last week and then he I came up and lost to him I think by like twelve points or whatever it was like eighty eight to like hundred and something so yeah you know I, I took I took a couple of L's but I got some good W's at that as well too cool 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 what what about you Fifo how how did it go well we we know that you beat B but uh, outside of that how how did fantasy go for you this past week. Man, it was all right, man. Um, it, you know, I really haven't been keep. I, I I didn't keep up this past week on it, so I know in one of my leagues, man, my my, my roster is looking crazy. I, I I gotta go to work. I gotta do somewhere. I gotta be the GM over here. Um, but in my ESPN league, I won, and and, and you know that it's a real deep league. You know, we have like the. We have different divisions and all that, and 14. You know, it's really broke down like the real NFL. We got defensive players, so you know, it was, it was a lot of work getting that one together. So you know, I think I got that team straight. So I'm gonna focus on my other ones now. Definitely. What about you, Ken? Oh man, Kyle, man. Oh God. Um, <laughs> it was. Ken is so extra with kind of football, y'all. <laughs> Y'all don't be hearing half the stuff he be saying to me about fantasy football, man. He is so extra. Yeah, man. It was like I, I went two and two, dog, man. Like I, I, I didn't expect it. Uh, as is always the case with fantasy football, you think you have an easy win and you don't get it. And I played a guy who I was clearly the favorite, and he had—he didn't even set his roster. I think he had one guy. Who, who was not set to play at all. And I ended up losing that game. And wow. and it was yeah, it was it was uh it was it was very disappointing. Um simply because of Mike Wallace, man. Mike Wallace, you know, needs to go off again and maybe he'll get the ball or maybe David Wilson needs to figure out if he wants to be a running back or not. I don't know, but um I should not have lost that game, but anyway, screw him and screw that team. Um, but what I do like is I, I like that two of the teams that I was really, really high on seems to really be rounding into shape. And um, in, the, in Beasley, the real NFL uh, four, you know, I, I think we're going to kick a lot of ass here from, from here on out, man. Um, it's only you know, the squad's looking good. Huh? <laughs> it's only week three. 
people <laughs> extra. Like he getting so happy. And it's number week three. It'd be different if it was like week eight or something. And your team looking good. Ken, it's week three. He happy because he won two games already. Out of three. I, I started zero one B, but you know I, I know this weekend. Look, I'm playing against a guy who who has like he, I'm playing against Pey- Peyton Manning this week. So I, I'm a little nervous. But we'll, we'll see what happens. Winners win, man, and that's that's all that it comes down to. So, uh, but we'll, we'll see. I, I have a good squad, B. So, so quit hating. Um, man, he going on and on about this squad. Calm down, Ken. Calm down. Oh, man. I know. I know. Uh, turn the fuck up. We we started out on two, but we finally um, got things on track. So, um, we'll, we'll see what happens, man. I I I know if we for real uh, next week. But um, but things are looking up. Things are looking up. Definitely, you are listening. I love the trash talk, man. You listen to Dead End Sports. Well, I, I got get a question. Uh, I got my man FIFO, my man BZ, my man Ken on the line with me. Uh, this is what we do, man. We know football. These guys are we, we, we're bigger than hip hop. We know football, and, and we're gonna talk about it each and every Tuesday night. Make sure that you tell a friend to tell a friend about the show. Um, so now let's move on to the next segment. Uh, let's let's take it over to my man FIFO. And his segment that we call At the End of the Day. FIFA, what you got? Man, at the end of the day, Peyton Manning will go down as the greatest season overall quarterback of NFL history, man. That that boy, come on, man. Like, Like, how surgical he is on that field. He knows exactly what you're going to do before you even try to do it. And then he gets his guys wide open pre-snap. That's amazing. He's playing a video game out there by himself. He really is. Like, you can't even do it in Madden. He's just doing it by himself out there. And, well, not he's not winning the game by himself, but the way the manipulation of the defense and you're getting his guys into the right play. And then, you know, a lot of times, you have to look at the Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning where Tom Brady's had Bill Belichick his whole career. Peyton Manning has shown that I'm not a product of my system. It's because I'm that dude. I could do it with John Fox. I could do it with Tony Dungy. I did it with uh, the guy that succeeded Tony Dungy for about a year or two, Peyton Manning. And and that's why I think he's going to go down to the best. Jim Caldwell. Yeah. So... So I gotta ask you, Fifa. I mean, that's—I'm a huge, huge. I'm not a fan of the Colts, but I—I I, I really appreciate. Uh, I'm not a fan of the Colts or the Broncos, for that matter. But I'm a huge fan of what Manning has done, and I guess as he's gotten older, um, I appreciate what he does even more, and I enjoy watching him just for the simple fact that I know that he won't be around much longer to continue to do that. That being said. We live in a society where the average sports fans, they're going to equate uh, your success with win- with rings. Uh, we, we heard the debate, uh, you know, about LeBron until LeBron, now he's got two rings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, can he catch Kobe? Can he catch Mike? And I can't wait to, to as we progress further in the show, as the months progress, when we get into basketball season and we have these type of discussions because – you guys are hoops fans just like me, so I'm really looking forward to those discussions uh, as we come, uh, as the months progress. Um, so many people will say, well, how can you say that when Brady has three rings, you know, mm-hmm. he's been there 
five times. He's won three times. Manning has only been once. Uh, and he's been twice. He's I'm sorry, twice. he's been twice. Been twice. Winning, winning once. And his little baby brother, baby brother's got two rings. And baby brother beat his nemesis twice. Mm-hmm. So what you know, says you um, what, what, to, to those who scream Brady's name and say Brady's the greatest, you know, over Manning, what, how, what is your defense? My defense is that for me, and this is my personal opinion, even before I said it was Peyton Manning, my next on my list is Dan Marino. Because I'm talking yeah, about quarterback play. I'm not talking about rings and just statistics, but the actual persona, the command of the offense, the, the, the you can't stop me. Like, it doesn't matter who you put around me. I'm that good. I'm going to win games. I may not win championships because they can't put the right pieces around me. That's not mm-hmm. my fault. That's not my <laughs> right. fault. That's the organization. That's the organization at that point. And and, and and I get the Peyton Manning. You know, Peyton Manning is just not a cold-weather quarterback. That's what I attribute it to. You know what I'm saying? I, I think his, his win-loss in cold-weather games is horrendous. He's not a cold-weather right. guy. So, okay, uh, Tom Brady is. Grew up in the Northwest, went to Michigan, plays in Boston. He's a cold-weather guy. He has an advantage there. But in the dome, you know, Peyton has an advantage or if it's nice out. You know, but, but, at, but at the end of the day, I look at quarterback play, and to me, number two is Dan Marino, number one is Peyton Manning. That's how I see it. It is, and that's FIFO's at the end of the day. Uh, you're listening to Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. Make sure that you tell a friend to tell a friend about the show. Uh, like I said, we're on every uh, Tuesday night at 9.30 p.m., 9.30 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And make sure you check out the website, uh, deadendsports.com. Uh, so now let's move on to the next segment. Uh, hands down, my favorite segment of the show, uh, my man Beezy. You know he hails from Detroit, so you know what time it is. Beezy, what up, though? Oh, man. My, my what up, though, <laughs> list is, is is something funny. But, I, of course, first and foremost, I'm going to say what up, though, and I've spoken this earlier. New York Giants, the Giants of New York, what up, though? Shut the fuck out. 38th drip by Carolina Panthers, the 0-2 squad. I don't know what's going on. Like like Ken said, David Wilson act like he don't want to run the ball. I don't know what Eli is doing. He was closing his eyes, throwing the ball up. Um, also, another what up, though, goes to the dude on the New York Giants, Victor Cruz. If you were Victor Cruz fantasy owner, you'd be pretty pissed with him having 2.5 fantasy points right now. You know, for him to be an elite receiver right now and going against the Carolina Panthers, he was expecting for him to at least pull up about 14, 15 points, but that was not good. Also, donut, a donut what up, though. This is my special donut what up, though, to Hakeem Nix. He was donut out there. I don't even, did he even get looked at by Eli Manning out there? I mean, zero points. No catches, nothing. So, the King Knicks get the donut. And then another one, another uh, so-called elite running back, Arian Foster. If you're an Arian oh, Foster yeah. owner, you know, he only giving you five points. That's not what you want from a, a, a fifth, sixth, seventh overall pick in your fantasy draft. Um, also, another one, and I'm pissed at this guy. I got to put him on my way up the list. Uh, Steven Ridley, he's been pissing me off 
Yeah. I'm about to pinch him. Uh, he, only, he, only gave me three, he only gave me three, three and a half fantasy points. Like, I, I think he hasn't had nothing more than four fantasy points since the NFL started. So he's been pissing me off. So he's on my way to fill I don't know what the hell he's doing. He had a great season last year, and that was one of the reasons why I kind of I thought I was sneaking and getting him. So, but he's not doing nothing so far in 2013. So what up, though, Stephen really? Um, also, what up, though, to the Green Bay Packers? Um, Aaron Rodgers be losing the 16-point lead, letting Cincinnati score 20 yeah. straight points on you in the second half, and to lose 30 to, uh, to uh, 34 when the score was 30 to 14. You know, come on, Aaron Rodgers, gotta gotta get on the ball with that. Y'all one and two out there. Come on, Green Bay. Um, also, what up, though, to a Falcons, one of the so-called Falcons' good slot receivers, Harry Douglas, only uh, nine reception <sighs> yards, and he lost the fumble as, as well. So. What up, though, with Harry Douglas, man? Also, what up, though, another QB that's been pissing me off, but I just think because of the defense that's been focused on them now and they got film on them, is Kaepernick. Only 150 passing yards, one, one NIT and a fumble loss, and got taxed. Got got his ass, got San Francisco got their ass as taxed this weekend. So, Kaepernick, what up, though? What's up, man? He only had 20 rushing yards, man. What's up with that? Um, also, I got to say, what up, though? Hey, look, I don't hold no grudges. I'm a clown, and I also clown myself. So I gotta say, what up though with my, my fantasy squad off of something one of the dead hip hop leagues, 430. Um, 0 start. I got the second lowest total points as a team with 298. I'm like at the bottom of this league right now. I think I'm like in 11th place, man, and I have the second lowest total points. So what up though to 430? We gotta get a goddamn win this weekend. Um, so you know, and then also, even though. He beat me in the real NFL league. I gotta say, what up, though? The people is going. This is in the dead hip hop league. He scored fifty-seven point seventy points total. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> he's gonna see that the wheel. I, I mean, if those are going, I want to finish this week. And also, people's going got put on the blowout of the week on the Toyota Presents, getting blown out by sixty-eight point sixty-eight points this past weekend. So, people goons, I mean, where you at? I want to see you because I want to get my, I want to get a win against y'all. Also, another one up, though, goes oh, wow. to Dwayne, Dwayne Bow with one reception for four yards. I mean, like, damn, yeah. I feel like I feel like A.J. Johnson and Friday, like, did you even pinch the bitch? Like, I mean, what did you do out there on that field? You're supposed to be, the, like, the number one target for Alex Smith, and you only got one reception for four yards. And also, fantasy owners, if you got San Francisco defense, I know you pissed off at only getting two fancy points from your San Francisco defense that you probably picked in the seventh or eighth round in your draft. So that gives a what up dope for you stupid owners for doing that and a what up dope for San Francisco. Also Brandon Marshall, another elite receiver, only giving you five five point five fantasy points. I mean if if I, if I got it on my team, I'm pretty mad. I don't want my number one first round, second round draft pick receiver to give me five points on a weekly basis. And also Atlanta Falcons, Tony Gonzalez, what up though? Only two 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 on uh, fancy points. You ain't doing nothing out there. You supposed to be Matt Ryan security blanket, and you ain't giving me no. You ain't giving me my points, man. Where you at? And then also, Ken spoke on this person earlier too. Mike Wallace. What up though? You had a great week last week. Thought you was gonna do something against the uh, Atlanta Falcons cornerbacks. Only got two receptions, 22 points. Like, come on now, that's no fancy points. And then also, I hate. I hold no grudges. Detroit. Uh, Brandon Pettigrew. That's a donut. What the hell are you doing out there? You're supposed to be a, a good tight end for, for Matthew Stafford whenever they triple teaming Calvin Johnson. Pettigrew, you got nothing. You got no receptions, no yards, zero fantasy points. And that's it. That's my what up the list for this week. Man, that's what's <laughs> up. What up, that? Hey, for those of you tuning in, you you don't want to be on this what up though list. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't want to. 
Definitely would have be on the what up though list, man. Definitely appreciate it. Now we're gonna move on to my man Ken. Ken's got the field vision. Ken, what you got over there, man? Man, I have five things that I want to talk about. Okay. But and I'll try my best to be brief. First, I want to talk about Michael Vick, Chip Kelly, and these high flying eagles. Against Kansas City, who just couldn't seem to do anything. Now, you know what? I might just go ahead and give them a bit of a pass. Because it was Thursday, and Thursday night games are typically, eh. But at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? You, everybody was raving about you guys in week one. Everybody. And you were running around talking about, I'm having the most fun I've ever had. It's my whole career of playing football. Are you having fun now, Vic? And then now you got to go play, um, who, who they playing this week? It don't even matter, because you know what? They might just be one of damn three by the time this shit is over with. So, anyway, that's them. They dug a hole for themselves. I'm done. Kansas City, I think, and I'll get back to them in a few seconds, but I think they may... Maybe a little bit for real. I think Andy Reid is uh, doing some pretty good things with them. I still would like to see them run the ball a little bit more, which they did in the second half. And I know B and I was talking about this. And I think Jamal Charles had like six carries in the first half, and they just fed him in the second half. And yep. and Kansas City, they won the game. Um, the Texans. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Texans versus Baltimore. Like, I think they really need to make a decision between Tate and Foster. And I think they're doing a disservice to Foster. I understand that Tate appears to be the better runner right now, but he's not the number one guy. So, granted, when he comes in, I think I, I, I think they're not really looking for him to run the ball as much as they are when Foster's like the lead dog. But I think they need to give Foster more than 12 freaking carries because Foster right now looks uninterested because he knows that after one or two carries, he's back on the sideline. You're not going to win that way, and you're definitely not going to win with, with, with Shaw throwing the ball. FIFO, you're right. God damn it, you're right. Because <laughs> when I know that they have to rely on Shaw to drop back Look for somebody and throw the ball. I, 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 I'll admit, if they're not running the ball well, I, I'm a little nervous. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little nervous. So the Texans, for them to lose that game the way they lost it, you know, on a punt return, and then, you know, something else happened to them, and they just ended up uh, losing. And, and Ray Rice didn't even play. Come on, Texans. Super Bowl, and get the fuck out of here. Y'all ain't winning no Super Bowl playing like that. Make a decision, uh, Kubiak. Uh, for nine points, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine yeah, that's, points, man. Mm. You see that, 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 that's, 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 oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I, RG3. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, 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 wait, wait, wait. Ken. Ken, oh, let, me, yeah. let me throw a little salt right there real quick. Let me see. Do numbers lie? Because he's fifth in passing in the NFL. But, but yeah, the, yeah, the numbers lying to you, Ralph. Okay, okay, they're, they're I, I lying. I, I'm sorry. He, 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 
they're long by default because the defense is so bad they're making him throw the ball more, which is inflating his numbers. That's why he's still in the league in passing. I think the games were a little bit more competitive like they were Sunday. Then I think you'll see, you know, you'll see him more at normal levels. But this was a game you could have won, but you kind of, you know, you kind of gave that one away, RG3. So I think you need to kind of stop holding press conferences. I think you just need to get back to just oh, just, just right, take right. a chill pill, sit back, and play football. Play football because you're playing like shit right now, <laughs> and you're not helping your team win. So all this shit you were talking, you had your daddy, your papa, you know, speaking up for you, you're a grown-ass man, and you got your daddy up there calling places and holding press conferences and shit. Tell your daddy to go sit down and watch you play. <laughs> the Colts and the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> Kaepernick is exposed. I think it doesn't. To see, the NFL is a national football league. It's a pro league. Kaepernick is not doing anything that the NFL has not seen before. There was a guy by the name of Vic who tore up the league for years. Right. Randall Cunningham was quite successful running the ball, if I remember correctly, and so was Steve Young. Good. They're used to seeing guys run and throw. McNair, Donovan McNabb. Cape, you're not doing anything new, anything different. Yeah, you electrified the team and everybody felt, you know, a little motivated to play behind you and, you you know, we feel all energized, but it didn't take long. You, you damn sure fucked up in the Super Bowl. You couldn't win that one. Like Matt Ryan couldn't win shit for the last couple of games. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When he's down there about to win the game, Mr. Matty Ice melting all over the goddamn field. What's up about him? Kaepernick. <laughs> Whatever the, whatever the hell his name is, right now it's just trash because he's playing like shit. Andrew Love yes, went out is. there. He got them two running backs, running their hard body, just bowling over people. And he played smart. He played smart. He played composed. Like, I don't know, another guy that's 3-0. and How about Alex Smith? Because somebody, oh, he's a game manager. He only does this. He only does that. Well, right now Alex Smith is 3-0. and I, if I'm not mistaken, Andrew Luck kind of took what the defense gave him. He won the game. It's not always about being electrifying and doing these spectacular plays. It's about winning the game and winning counts, RG3. So, yeah, Kaepernick, I, I, I think right now Harbaugh has a job to do. Now he has to coach a little bit more because the defense is yep. figuring him out. And uh, he, you know, Harbaugh has to earn his money because right now they, they, they don't look like anything. And last but not least, the Oakland Raiders and the Denver Broncos. And this has nothing to do with Peyton Manning. This has nothing to do with Terrell Pryor. This all has to do with Darren Manfadden, who want to sit here and talk all this shit, talking about I'm ready for the Denver defense. I'm, I'm, I'll put up all this, that, and the other. And what did his ass do? 12 carries for eight fucking yards. <laughs> How about you just shut the fuck up and play the game, Darren McFadden? You barely got in that last time. So, yeah, that's all. That's all I saw, man. Twelve carries. You didn't do shit. They stuffed you because you were running your you, you were running your mouth and you made yourself a target. And you're not good enough to 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 do that to yourself. So that's all I got, man. I'm done. Wow, wow. <laughs> You're listening live to Dead End Sports. Once again, I'm your host, 12 Kyle. That's my man Ken, your B, and my man FIFO. 
Man, we're here every Tuesday night. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that Dead End Sports is on the air again. Make sure that you check out our website, deadendsports.com. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter, at Dead End Sports. Uh, like I said, tell a friend. We're, we're going to be here every week talking football. We know football. This is fourth and gold, baby. We know exactly what we're talking about. Um, as, if, you, if you've been to our website, you know that we publish a weekly power rankings. Um, so without further ado, I guess we, we we got enough time to kind of everybody can, you know, talk about their power rankings or the teams that they have on their rankings and where they may stand. Um I'll start with me. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go into my top ten, and I'll start with ten uh, going down. Uh, number ten, I've got the Cowboys. I've got the Chiefs at nine, uh, the Dolphins at eight, Bengals at seven, Colts at six, Saints at nine. Excuse me, Saints at five, uh, Patriots at four, the Bears at uh, three, uh, followed by the Broncos at two, and the Seahawks at number one. Um, I think the biggest. The team that had the biggest jump, if I'm not mistaken, on my list was the Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs went from 21 to 9. They had the biggest jump on the poll. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, as much as I want to, I don't want to say hate the Chiefs. I mean, they they're 3 and 0, and there's only a handful yeah, of teams that are 3 and 0. And uh, you know, you got to give Andy Reid credit. Uh, you know, Alex Smith is is playing, and and then, like B said. You know, Alex Smith played a, a damn good game, and their best receiver, Dwayne Bowe, only had, you know, a, a couple of yards. One catch for like four or five yards. So, um, go figure. Those running backs are running hard. Uh, I, like I said, I'm not trying to hate, but I think, you know, we'll we'll get a better idea as to who the Chiefs are once they go up against Denver because I think Denver's the, the, the cream of the, uh, the crop as far as that division is concerned and one of the best teams in the AFC. But, um Looking at my power rankings, man, um, you know, not a lot of not a lot of changes. That that was probably the biggest change. The Falcons fell out of my, my top ten. Um, the team to watch on my power rankings, um, Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. Uh, I didn't really expect a lot because uh, you know you know what the Bears are defensively. Um, I just wasn't sure as far as what they were going to do offensively because you just never know what you're going to get with Jake Jay Cutler. Um, Jay Cutler can <laughs> he can make or break you, and a lot of times he's going to break you. But I think we said on the initial show if Jay Cutler can stay upright and they can keep him healthy, then the Bears have a pretty good chance. Um, I want to still want to see the, the Bears in Green Bay because I think that's going to be a, 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 a classic battle. I, I love watching those two teams play against each other. Um, but um, I've got the Seahawks at number one. You could make a case for the in the power rankings for the Broncos to leapfrog the Seahawks, but the Seahawks going in and beating uh, San Francisco at home, I think last week was probably the biggest game of the season uh, up until uh, the Colts went in and beat uh, San Francisco at home. So now San Francisco sits at one and two, uh, but I'm still giving Seahawks a slight nod because that defense is, is playing crazy right now. Um, I want to see what the Seahawks do when they face a good defensive team and Wilson is forced to throw the ball because I'm not really sold on his receivers. But um, that's my uh, that's my power rankings. I'm going to uh, kick it over to B. Uh, who, who's in your top ten, B? Yeah, my top ten was uh, almost pretty much like the same as yours, really, I, except I had Broncos at one and uh, Seahawks at two. And I had the Bears. I mean, this is coming from someone who, you know, can't stand the Bears. But, hey, my eyes don't lie. So I mm-hmm. think if color, mm-hmm. yeah, if color get out of – 
throwing interceptions and stuff, and him, it seemed like him and Brandon Marshall are getting a better, more and more and more better, uh, you know, understanding of each other, and then the tight ends, and, you know, Matt Forte stay up right. I think the Bears, and I, I think before the season, I had Green Bay predicting them to win in NFC North, North, but I think, I think Bears might, they get, they got a chance to pull it out, man, and, and I remember when I had them ranked at six, Ken was clowning me in week one, he ranked the Bears at six, but now, you know, Bears are the real deal, and I had the Saints at four. I got a Patriots at five, Colts at six, Bengals at seven. I put the Dolphins and Chiefs sitting there. This is all the simple fact that they they three and zero. Oh, you know, I mean, well, they win the game, and then I got I got uh, Cowboys at ten, Ravens, Texans, and I think you had Detroit at sixteen. I put them at fourteen. I had them ranked at fourteen. So, but yeah, Bears, man. You know, this like I said, this comes from someone that's a division rival. I, you know, I, I'm giving props to a product too. I, I hate to say that, but you know, mm-hmm. Bears might look like they're the real deal, man. And, Ah, and that just sounds horrible coming out coming from me. Giving better that <laughs> Definitely, definitely. What about you, Ken? What is, what does your top ten look like? Um, I like B I have the Broncos uh as the number one team in the NFL and here's why. Uh, we know what Peyton Manning can do on, on, you know, when he has the ball in his hands, and and we know the Seahawks have a, an elite defense, and it's tough to score um, against a, a great defensive team. But I think Peyton Manning is one—he's one of the guys that could make that happen. Um, he has plenty of offensive weapons on uh, to help him out. So um, that's why I have them at number one, and because the defense without their best player. It is playing a hell of our defense. Yep. So if they can't move the ball, say for instance they played the Seahawks for the you know in the Super Bowl, you know it could very well be a defensive matchup. And I I, I think I'll trust Peyton Manning with his weapons over uh, Russell Wilson and Sidney Rice and Golden Tate and whoever and Doug Baldwin. So. Based on the what they're doing defensively, and we know what Peyton Manning can do offensively, that's why I move them to number one on my list. And of course, Seahawks, if you can't score, and I think the Seahawks can shut anybody down uh, that's below them. Um, and FIFA laughed at me when I had the Saints ranked high. I think they continue to prove me right. I move them up a spot to uh, to third um, on my list. Uh, fifth best ranked defense in the NFL right now. So they're getting stops. And we know what Breeze can do. The Colts made a, a hell of a leap for me because they beat the shit out of the 49ers, and I think right. they deserve... I, I don't want to overreact, but it's the way they did it. They did it running the ball. We know what Luck can do when he has the ball, but he can also manage the game to keep them in the game. Um, he's learned from all the interceptions that he did last year, so he's not turning the ball over as much. Um, I didn't bump the 49ers down that much. Um, they're still the 49ers. They still have, you know, uh, that defense, and they still have Frank Gore, and I think that at some point they'll get it right. Um, the Bengals, at number six, uh, that comeback against the Packers deserves some some attention and some recognition. Uh, as much as I hate to do it, I don't believe in the Bears, nor do I believe in in, um, in Cutler. I think at some point Cutler will turn back into Cutler as the season goes on. <laughs> and I don't think they really played anybody. You know, that warrants them being ranked seven. But, I mean, they're winning and they're running. They're throwing effectively and, you know, I, eh. Uh, the Chiefs, I really didn't want to rank them that high, but I, I respect the defense. 
Um, right. And I know Alex Smith won't turn the ball over, and that wins game, and they can run the ball. Uh, the Cowboys, 2-1, and one, they beat the Rams. Again, they haven't really beat anybody um, this year, but, you know, they're winning. And if they run the ball like they did last weekend, they will be tough to beat because they have plenty of weapons. And the Lions come in at, at uh, number 10. Um, I, I think they're in for a world of trouble because they just lost their receiver. receiver. Right. Um, they managed to get a win. Um, you know, they won a close game, and they have won close games this year. Uh, so far early So I, I like them at, at 10 right now uh, Who fell out? The Packers, the Texans, the Patriots I don't believe the receivers yet And the Falcons plummeted after what they did So, uh, But yeah man, that's, that's that's my top 10 What about you FIFA? What you got in your top 10? Oh man, I was like, we're going to start with number 10 I know I was clowning the Texans um, For 9 points but to be honest, they have one of the most talented rosters in football. And their offense just isn't clicking. But it, but, but it's there. And I respect it. And this is about power. And, and, and they have that. It, it, it's just not firing on all cylinders. And unlike some of these other teams with, uh, with worse records, and some of them with better records, you know, the Texans, they'll come around, and they'll be more tough, even though I don't believe in Shab. I'm not going for the Texans. I just know that they do have a solid team, and I respect that. Okay. Uh, number nine, I got the Patriots, and they made the biggest leap. Again, how I pointed out, you know, when Kyle was talking about them, the week when they beat the Jets, they just did not look on the same page. They just were not. And even though they won that game, I had to drop them. Because if they play like that the rest of the way, they right. might not win another game. So, therefore, that for that week, they were the 21st team. And they made the biggest leap into the top ten because the wide receivers woke the hell up. And, and, and they played, especially Tompkins. Uh Number eight, I got the Saints. Uh, last week, I had them at ten. So, you know, just marginal, you know, baby steps. You know, they're they, they getting up there. Uh, at number seven, I got the Dolphins. Uh, they made a, a, a little leap, too. They were at number mm. 11 last week. And I'm a believer. Uh, I like Ryan Tannehill. I don't know if they will win the AFC East. I okay. think they will be vying for a wild card spot. Because um, I don't know. I don't believe that they can win the division. Not with the Patriots ascending. They'll get Gronk back at some point. So, you know, they're, they're, they're still on the up and up. And then at number six, I have the Colts, which is a 10-place improvement. I had them 16th last week. And um, like Ken said, you know, they beat San Fran in San Fran. And, you know, you you don't always have to win with good Lamb. You know, you, you, you win games, and that's what Andrew Luck does. If you look at Cam Newton... He's two and thirteen in games decided by less than seven points. You you can't win close games. That's the NFL. Yeah. The NFL has parity. And Andrew Luck, I think uh, he has ten games. You know, uh, ten fourth quarter drive wins. You know, so 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 already this guy's winning close games for you with no weapons, and he just gave you guys a stupendous running attack. Arguably the best in the NFL. The best tandem in the NFL. Arguably. So, you know, uh, that's definitely going to help. 
And that's definitely going to help the defense because now they're going to be more rested. So, so I definitely like what the Colts are doing. Uh, I have the Bears at five. Last week I had them in my top ten. Uh, you know, I, I'm with Ken a little bit, man. You know, Jay Cutler, I think that at times you're still going to see the old Jay because he is a gunslinger. But I think that Tressman has got him seeing the game differently, man. And I don't know if he can always play at this level. Again, he, and by nature, he's a gunslinger. So he's going to be throwing that rock when he sees things at times. But I like what Trustman is doing. We already know what the Bears D is doing. You know, they've, they've done that, what, the last four or five years. You know, turnover, right. turnover machines. So, you know, but if Cutler can continue that, Forte stays healthy, the Bears are going to be a problem. Uh, the Chiefs, I got them at four last week. They're in my top ten as well. Like, Alex Smith is a game manager. They have a running game. They have defense. They have a great coach. What else do you need? What, what else do you need? The offense has weapons. You know, what else do you need? I, I don't know. You know, maybe, maybe a different division. Right. <laughs> <laughs> with the Broncos. You know, with the Broncos there, you're not going to win that division. Right. And I got the Bengals at number three. And I really struggle with wow. this okay. because I don't believe in oh, – what's the quarterback's name? No, I Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. I don't believe in him. He is the weakest quarterback in my top ten. But mm-hmm. the rest of the team around him, he has the best talent. I, I, I think right. outside of maybe the 49ers that are no longer in my top ten, um, the Bengals have the most talent, man. They, they got they got tight ends. They got wide receivers. They got running backs. They got scat backs. They got defense. They got, yo, they just have it all, and they have a great coach. And Shout out to Cincinnati for sticking with Marvin Lewis who thick and yeah, thin. Yeah. Now you see the difference. Like now there's a culture there. He had it. He had rough patches. But thank you for sticking it out because he is a great coach and he deserves that. You know what I'm saying? He definitely deserves that. Um at number two I got the Broncos as last week. Um I you know, Peyton Manning, what else can I say, man? Twelve touchdowns, no interceptions. Defense is playing pretty damn good. Um, but they will not surpass the Seahawks for me for two reasons. Okay. The Seahawks by far have the most dominating, most intimidating, the best defense in the NFL. In the NFL, hands down, bottom line, <laughs> that's what they got. And defense travels. Defense travels. Now, they also have a hellified running game and they have a playmaker at quarterback. No, they do not have a great receiving core, but the quarterback makes that receiving core better. And that run game neutralizes everything, and it makes the defense happy. And and, and when you take into account the, the, the one member of the team that, that really doesn't play on the field, the 12th man, Man, ain't nobody be in Seattle in Seattle. Let's be real. Yeah, Let's be honest. Tough play. Get a win. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> we're, we're talking about that their their noise level is louder than a jet airplane. Right. Now, that's a problem. You know, I, I don't care if Pam Man come in there and, it, you know, super. It, 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 if Denver went to Seattle and played them there, I don't I don't know if, if Pam Man can pull that one out, man. 
Because, look, he's great. He can manipulate whatever, but nobody's going to hear nothing. <laughs> so true. I, That's I, true. I, I it's it's that one of the loudest places you ever want to be. Exactly. They have the best home field advantage. So that that's why I gave it to them. Best defense, best home field advantage, playmaking quarterback and a run game, you're the best. Definitely. You are listening to Dead End Sports. It's funny, you, you mentioned that. I posted in the chat room. Uh, we, we were, as you guys know, uh, FIFO, one of, the, one of the teams that jumped out to him, I think it was week two, uh, was Philadelphia Eagles. He had the Eagles so high when we did our initial power rankings. And I posted in the chat room, I said, the Eagles are like, because uh, Kennedy asked what happened to the Eagles. I said, you know, the Eagles are like that jigger line. Uh, went from top ten to not mention at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it, you know what it is, though? It's just, it's just, and I think I said this in week one. Teams, these defensive coordinators don't get paid millions for no reason. They, they yeah, want, Once true. they saw that hurry up offense stuff, they, they coast to that. You know what I'm saying? So, that you know, they weren't going to get away with that all season long. But, but, I, but I you know what? defensive coordinators were going to hop onto that quick. That's why he didn't but, show it that much for preseason. But that, but we have, we have to look at situations, especially the Eagles and the 49ers, in a different light as well, right? Where the Eagles, they don't have the, the, the necessary weaponry to sustain this type of offense throughout the duration of the season. I think they're going to catch some teams on bad matchups. You know what I'm right. saying? And I think that Vic, you know, Vic just threw 300 yards. You know what I'm saying? Vic, Deshaun, LaShawn, they're all going to have big games and they're going to overcome some teams. But the sustainability, like, like they don't have that second guy. Like, uh, Riley Cooper is not that guy. He's right. not that guy. You know, so, so they don't have enough to sustain that type of offense. And then with the 49ers, who is Kaepernick throwing to right now? Anquan Bolden is no longer a number one target. You don't have Vernon Davis out there. Manny Hans still not out there. Crabtree hurt. He does not have the necessary weaponry to compete. He had that week one. He had Vernon Davis. He had, uh, uh, you know, uh, Bolden that, that went off 200 yards. Yeah. But, but Bolden is no longer that number one guy. He doesn't have the speed, the separation. You know what I'm saying? You need a guy that, that, uh, that, that garners that attention that could take some away from Bolden. Because if you double team Bolden, what is he going to do? That's it. That's true. That's true. It, it, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, uh, it's, you know, especially once uh, the 49ers get those guys back. Uh, we got a few minutes left in the show. It's time for our closing arguments, closing statements. Uh, Ken, I'll start with you. Close, what's your closing statement for this week? Um, you know what? I want to see what what happens in in New York. Um, I, I think this uh, Chiefs Giants matchup that's coming up will be real interesting because the the Giants are are, are hungry for a win, and um and and the Chiefs want to prove that they're real and they should win this game against a terrible. Giants team. So if they lose, what does that say about the Chiefs? So I want to see um, can the Chiefs really um, prove that they belong and deserve the mentions that they've been receiving so far? Okay, okay. What about you, FIFA? What What is your uh, closing statement for the week? Oh man, uh, concussion, concussion, concussion. Did y'all yeah. see that hit Terrell Pryor took? You know, mm-hmm. now, now, 
Man, I saw that and I was watching the game and I was like, he he didn't know that was coming. And and I think that these defenders, they need to start aiming lower, man. They need to start using their shoulders. I, I think Dante Whitner got an unjust penalty. Um, you know, it's a bang bang play, so I understand why they called it because that's what they're looking for. And it did look like he did leave with the crown, but he got him with the shoulder. So I understand the penalty. But, you know, when I see hits like that on Terrell Pryor, I just tell myself my kid is not going to play this sport. He's just not. Right. not. And I I don't have a kid yet, you know, but whenever I do have one and it's a boy, he's not playing football unless he wants to play. But, you know, I'm not not encouraging him at all. We're going to be playing this basketball and this baseball. That's guaranteed money. <laughs> definitely, definitely. What about you, B? What's your closing statement for the week? Um, closing statement, uh, go Lions. Um, they playing against the division rivals, Chicago Bears, this weekend. Um, they hope, you know, 3-0 and against 2-1. and I want to see what my Lions are really about. I want to see if, if they're going to be for real or if they're going to just you know, sit down and fold up against those Bears. I, I hope they don't. And, you know, I hope they come out here and, and prove that they can be, you know, a force to be reckoned with in NFC North. And I hope Reggie Bush come back and play. Or if he's not 100%, don't play him. But I hope he is coming back 100% because so, we're going to need him now with Nate Brotherson out with that, you know, with that accent and breaking his arm right. and stuff like that. So, you know, go Lions so we can finish out being 3-1. and one. I hope I can go 5-0 and this weekend in my fantasy squad. Um that's pretty much it. Oh, yeah, also, too, I didn't speak on this last week, but I just want to touch on this for a second. That, uh, you know, Mayweather again, you know, prove why he's, you know, one of the greatest in boxing right now. You know what I'm saying? So Mayweather did his thing against Canelo, and I, I was actually a little disappointed because I thought Canelo was going to put up a better fight, but it just, it just Mayweather, just, he's just that much more elite than Canelo. And, and here they go, people making up excuses again, talking about somebody picking his fighters and, they didn't say that before the fight. They thought Canelo was going to whoop Floyd Mayweather's ass, and then look what happened. So that's my closing statement. Uh, closing statement for me, man. Um, shame on you, San Francisco 49ers, for playing Alden Smith. Uh, he should have been <laughs> suspended. Uh, he needs help. I hope the young man gets help. Uh, I hope he gets clean because, you know, you got your life to live. It's bigger than football. Uh, but shame on the 49ers. And that's all I got to say. That's it for this week, folks. want to thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you come back next week. Uh, this, uh, this is Dead End Sports. We'll talk to you guys next week. Peace.